level of the fittest when the shit hits the fan. I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villa, never ran. Damn, I'm feeling another part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the bill till then play the building. I mean literally when I say I make a killing for my cipher. I'm finning the Buster Pipe. Original heads represent the Brooklyn all night. Do or die, I'm saying this, you will not. Bring your click so we can get stoned like family sly. B to CI in the bush. Mighty Mateen rocking the rock, giving the push. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. We did it like that, and now we do it like this. Go inside your mind and find a time that you miss. And just think about the steel in your fist. It's just an extension of your arm. It's that ghetto type of charm that makes all the homeboys swarm. Can I drop the bomb? Oh, yes, I can. Move with the groove, smooth like Gigi Dan. Who is the man? That kid there. Who is the chick with the pick in her hair? Angela or uh, Davis. And we roll like Avis. Rent a car, kid. There you are. You know where to find me whenever you need me. If you know the app, follow the path to the land of the aftermath. But don't frolic in the mix, crazy ass Brooklyn kids. Cause they always throwing a body on my lawn. I'm getting a rock while I'm without a collar. Get off my block, boy, and give me a dollar for the trouble. Or get blown up like a bubble. Now let's take a sec to think back. The year of the 7-0. But Brooklyn was the place to go. Flow on the journey up the crown heights. Habits feel, feel the real, the real on your life. Strike. Individuals live in the PJs. DE will check my DJ. Hey, play what I wanna play in the day. But in the night, I feel the right. Took the left, Bucktown, Brooklyn, break it down. Heads from state to state, travel as I unravel the rate. How it taps Scott and Sutter. I remember way back in the days playing hot piece of butter. Brother, MutinyRadio.fm, happy hour. Coming up, stand up comedy. Give with it, get down to it. But don't go around it. So tell Lord Digger, dig a grave for the bones, sticks and stones, while I kick some ancient homes through your domes. Act went back to attack your homes. So tip, can I flip? Yes, you can. I'm in the world war with Muhammad, my man. Feels so good to be a Brooklyn Dodger. <laughs> What's happening to rerun and Roger? I think I seen him wearing Timberlands and running down the block from Dwayne, and Dwayne had a clock. Cause he be selling rock for the Partridge family. And Ruben Kincaid drops a 300 E. And he be pimping Chrissy from Three's Company. Plus, he stuck Mr. D for all his jewelry. This is a 70s thing from the days when kids didn't act so crazy. the bar. 
Hello, hello.
All right, guys. We are going to get started here. Thank you guys for coming out to the Mutiny Radio open mic. Uh, yeah, we got a solid lineup of comedians tonight. Uh, coming up to the stage first, we got a man with a plan. It's a big night for him tonight. He's got a hinge date later on. Give it up for Jared Senna. How are we doing, guys? All right, packed audience. Five minutes, all right, packed audience. All right, great, how are we doing, guys? Great, good, all right, that's my hinge date over there. <laughs> Anyways, how are we doing, guys? My name is Jared. Uh, I'm from uh, I'm from San Diego. Uh, San Francisco and San Diego, they seem like different cities, but they're very similar in many ways. Well, San Francisco has a very visible LGBTQ community. San Diego has the Navy. So equally, they're just as gay. It's just one city's a little bit more obvious, and the other city is San Francisco. Okay, uh, just a quick question. Is, is anybody here in the Navy? Okay, good, because I was just going to call you gay. Okay, um, let's see. What else do we got here? Uh... Uh, I work in the financial district. I work. <laughs> Did I serve you one day? Or <laughs> barely? <laughs> Fuck you, Spencer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fucking. The homeless guy, guy uh, heckling the guy that works in the financial district. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That doesn't deserve to get laughs either. Anyways, I work in the financial district. I play a very important role. Uh, I work in the kitchen in a restaurant where all the people who actually do work in the financial district eat at. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a weird job I have. Um, I've never worked in a kitchen before in my life. I think I was just browner than the rest of the people that applied. All right, that joke sucked. Great. This is what I need, feedback. Uh, I recently brought a cat in, a feral cat. Uh, it attacked my brother. Turns out it wasn't a feral cat. It was like a wolverine. All right, great. See, this is actually what I wanted to do. I just wanted to ruin the open mic. I wanted to start this off really bad. You know, I wanted to, like, I wanted to set the stage by being really unfunny. And it's going to carry over to you guys. Because you know what, guys? If I'm bombing, all of you guys are bombing, too. All right? That's just how it goes. All right? Anyways, guys, I'm on dating apps. <laughs> just kidding. That was just a transition. That wasn't a real. Okay, let's see. Um, so I was really scared of Michael Jackson growing up. Another nice transition. I was scared of Michael Jackson growing up. Uh, when I first saw him, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't introduced to him as the king of pop. Uh, I, I thought he was the thing from the ring. I thought I had like seven days to show Michael Jackson to someone else before he comes in my room and molests me. That's what I thought of as a kid. 
I was really scared of Michael Jackson. Um, I had to sleep with a family member every night because I was scared Michael Jackson was going to come in my room and molest me. I was so scared of Michael Jackson that I slept with a family member that actually did molest me. You know? Like, if I'm going to get molested, I'd rather it be someone I know. I already know his preferences. Great. Let's see. I don't need your advice, Brady. Anyways. All right. Um, I hate Gen Z. I, I can say that because I'm Gen Z. You can say whatever you want about the millennials and boomers. They never bullied me in high school for pissing my pants. All right. That joke doesn't work either. Um, I actually uh, just bombed in front of an all-Gen Z audience, like I'm doing now. But it was worse because it was Gen Z. After one of my jokes didn't land, someone in the crowd yelled out, this is not the vibes. <laughs> I was pissed. I'm now rooting for global warming. I think we should be the last generation. I don't think we should cancel student debt. I think we should keep it there. Matter of fact, I think we should double student debt. All right. How much time do I got left? Because I got one more in the chamber. All right. So uh, black people. Um. <laughs> All right. I'm going to end it there. Give it up your own. All right. Keep it going for Jared. Keep it going for the guy I bullied in high school. Just kidding. I love you, Jared. Good luck on your day tonight, man. It's going to go great. Coming up to the stage next, she's very funny. She's dope. Uh, give it up for Emily Rudolph. <laughs> Did Jared leave? I hope he doesn't yell at it. Jared, don't yell at your hinge date like that. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's trying to get it, get him to get it out now before he goes on his date. In case <laughs> she gives him any feedback. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, what do I actually want to tell you guys? Okay, so <laughs> I w I've been reading about... Um, Swinger symbols. Re I read an article recently, right? Like, do you guys know about swinger symbols, right? I think they're getting out of control. You're nodding your head yes. I'm going to ask you about this later. Um, and I read an article the other day, and it said that, like, women who wear toe rings, that that means that they're a swinger. Uh, it said toe rings and anklets. And I just think that's a little bit crazy. Like, I mean, it makes sense. Like, every story my grandma's ever told me that I thought was weird, I was like, oh, okay. Jesus Christ, Grandma. Um, but, you know, where I'm from, the tradition is like a purple rock in your front yard, right? Or pink flamingos. Um, the plastic ones, not a real flamingo. Can you imagine if a real flamingo showed up in your yard and you, like, were out there with your phone, you're all bent over, like, John, come look at this! And your neighbor just comes, like, waddling out in a bathrobe trying to fuck you. He's like, I don't know what's wrong, Susan, she had a toe ring on! Um... <laughs> And now pineapples, like, apparently pineapples are the new thing. Can we leave fruit alone? The whole William Sonoma logo. Uh, there's a lot of jokes about William Sonoma that I could make, but I shouldn't do that because I'll get fired. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess pineapples are the new thing, and, and I think we should leave fruit alone. Like, I don't need 
the pizza guy showing up with a full erection because I wrote extra pineapple in all caps on my order. Yeah, that joke's not done yet, but I think it's going somewhere okay. So <laughs> um, I'm not good at getting girlfriends. I'm not good at making friends either for a variety of reasons. Um, I keep messing this up. It's new. Yeah, seeing large groups of women in the wild really freaks me out. Like, I like my space, and women, they all travel together in groups. They're all really close together, just like tiny beach crabs, you know? They're just like, and they're like clacky little shoes ready to lash out at any moment. Um, and like, I don't know how to relate to them in conversation either. They just like, they have these conversations that seem like they're so profound and then everyone's just posting selfies on Facebook and hashtagging dumb things like core memory. And I don't know what to say to that. That's probably just too real. I don't know what's funny about that yet. Um, all of my actual uh, best female friends are, are 30 and single with cats or over 30. And I'm wondering if that means the universe is trying to tell me something, you know? Like get a cat. Um, so there's someone there to lick me when I die. This joke is funnier when you guys don't know I'm dating Raphael. Uh, <laughs> like it shows that it's, it's better when people don't know and I could, I could make sad single jokes from before I was dating him that are kind of true. <laughs> um, yeah, so I called 911 the other day because uh, I woke up to a fire across the street from my apartment. And, uh, you know, I love San Francisco. It's incredibly diverse, right? We're surrounded by astounding technology every day, all kinds of different cultures. It's awesome. But I called 911, and I had to sit through, like, three minutes in eight different languages of, like, thank you for calling 911. If it's not an emergency, please hang up. And, like, just I feel like do we really need, if I understood the English version in the first four seconds, do we really need to continue through the other seven languages for the sake of racial diversity? Like, does that make me an asshole, you know? Like, thank me in seven languages after the fire's out. Um, that would be like if the fireman showed up and he was just like, hello, hola, ni hao, and like the building collapses in the background. So far the best part of that joke is that I learned what ni hao means. So, cool, <laughs> thanks guys. Keep it going for Emily, and keep that energy going for Sean Derham. Let's get comfortable to start this. I probably have some jokes written. Oh, okay. Good luck on your date. All right, well, I'm white. You can stop guessing. You know how some people identify as like racially ambiguous? I'm more racially obvious. Or at least I don't really have much of an identity. Like a lot of my interests I just kind of stole from my friends. 
I didn't have any. My whole personality is sort of like one of those uh, serial killer notes. It's a bunch of shit pasted together. I uh, I remember I got into emo music because I had some friends that were into it, but they they were a lot more into it than I was because I didn't dress up for it like they did. But I'd still go to concerts with them, and I'd be like obviously out of place. People would approach me and be like, "What are you doing here? You look like you still love your parents." No, I don't. I hated the way they drove me here and paid for my ticket. It's disgusting, the unconditional love they have for me. All right, this joke doesn't have much to it aside from the first line that I like, but um, I was kind of thinking like, when I was growing up, I thought dogs were only allergic to chocolate but now it feels like they're allergic to everything like i i found out recently that uh grapes can kill a dog so just like one glass of merlot take them out i forgot how that line went that's my bad but like i got yelled at by someone for not knowing about the grapes, you know, and they called me like a bad dog owner, but I don't feel, I feel like we've forgotten like that m for most of human history, you had to like hear through word or word of mouth, whatever it's called. Like we just recently got to Google things. There's so many things I still haven't Googled that I should. I just, I just remember there being a point in my life where I thought all of human knowledge was in encyclopedias. Like I, I thought we somehow surmised every human thought into a 22 book series. Okay, there's not really jokes here. This is a short thought I had, but um, I feel like party trick, calling something a party trick is kind of an insult because you're saying, like, that would be really cool if I was drunk. Yeah. All right, I'm going to have to figure out what uh, else I want to say up here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I, like, uh, I like fruit a lot. This is, this is not good. Okay. Thank, that's biggest laugh. Thank you. I've been really into uh, lychee. Are you guys familiar? Why is why is this so funny? That no, that's how it's mispronounced for sure. But you know, okay. I feel like you're, this is my minute. I had a joke about this, but isn't lychee the correct way and lychee is like the cute way to say it, right? All right, whatever. I, I'm not going to tell this joke. Thank you. Keep it going for Sean Derham, everybody. Coming up. Coming up next to the stage. He's very funny. Give it up for Spencer Devine. Hey, 
I sign up number five if I'm not going fifth? Very important numerology bullshit. Okay, so um, I'm going to go through this joke because I found it and it, it was I, I hadn't told it in a long time. Um, but I thought I lost this no notebook so I wouldn't be able to tell it ever again. It's in here somewhere. You guys, this is part of it. Okay, so uh, I was I, I, I didn't. Let me correct myself. It's not actually a joke. Okay, I just brought. A uh, transcript of one of my favorite uh, episodes of Law and Order SVU. Uh, be doing a dramatic, a dramatic reading, as it were. <laughs> more of a mixed open mic. I'm sorry that it's not more funny, you guys. Um. <clears throat> so one of the detectives walks into the room and he says, "Did you get the subpoenas we left on your desk?" And the chief goes. What subpoenas? Okay, now, now, have you ever heard something in your head and you just have to, what subpoenas? What subpoenas? They should know. They should know what subpoenas. Like, they deal exclusively in sex crimes. Uh, what subpoenas? And then, uh, oh, you should find them under the briefs. What up? Oh, just another hardened criminal, eh? Yeah, he broke penal code 69. <laughs> That's why there's subpoenas on your desk. He's lucky there was a hung jury. And they but they just couldn't come together. And then there was the judge and with her gavel and she was just banging, banging, banging until everyone came in her chambers. But did he get off? No, he didn't get off because the state refused to drop their suits. Thank you so much. That's the end of the... Okay, now we can do actual jokes. You guys know the Tootsie Pop kid? You remember him? Remember that tiny psychopath? Fucking... Okay, Tootsie Pop had, had a commercial a long time ago. Tiny child, okay, walking through the woods with a lollipop no parents no adult figures and he finds an owl and he's like hey mr owl how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop i don't know if you guys know a lot about nature uh but the tootsie pop not in the diet of the north american feather crusted barn owl they will die. It's not, this kid is a problem, okay? And also, fun nature question, uh, do owls have tongues? Seems like a silly question, uh, but think in your brain of an owl going, yas, do you see a tongue or do you see an empty predatory vibe into the abyss? Fucking, they can turn their heads 360 degrees. Owls are bad news. And so what does the owl do? The owl goes, a one, a two, honk. And he bites it because he doesn't know how to eat a fucking lollipop. He's an owl. He's born in the woods. So you think this kid would have learned from his first experience of not successfully finding out how many licks it takes. Uh, but no, he goes to a cemetery. Obvious next step. <laughs> and he's like, hey there. Mr. Anthropomorphic Living Skeleton. Necromancy! And no one's fa-
amazed. They're like, this kid's not a problem. He's like, hey, Mr. Skeleton, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Except for skeletons also have no tongues. They have no tongues. Tootsie Pop is all over the fucking map. You know, you your hair grows forever. Your nails grow forever. Your tongues get eaten by maggots. Not a, not a fun fact, just a regular fact. They say not to go grocery shopping when you're stoned. So I haven't been grocery shopping in like 10 years. <laughs> Real problem. <laughs> uh, did you know, uh, when I do go though, there's I shop in the 10 items or less lane um, because I'm a professional and I know what I'm doing. Uh, did you know there's different levels of seriousness? There's the fucking wild west of self-checkout. There's a small naked child rolling in some fun dip. There's a fire. Check some stuff out. Don't check some stuff out. Put in Hot Pockets as bananas. No aisle numbers. No rules. Okay, then you have the middle segment. There's nothing funny about those. I even asked a robot, and it agreed with me. It's like, I can't think of anything with infinite knowledge. And then we have aisle number one. And people are like, be cool. If someone has 11 items in the 10 items or less lane, just be cool. Fuck that. Uh, I don't even have anywhere to be. Uh, but I made, I made a conscious decision to be here. And if you made a wrong turn out of produce and you don't know where you are, welcome to the Thunderdome. Ah, I will snipe you. I'll be like, hey, this man has more than 10 items. I just have grapes. Yeah. Grapes. How many sunflower seeds you got there, homie? A thousand? Move down! You weren't ready. Okay, thank you so much. I'm Spencer Devine. Keep it going for Spencer, everybody. Fuck yeah. And coming up to the stage next, we have Ian Langland. Keep it going for Ian. All right, keep it going for your host and for Spencer, everybody. Thank you. This is good. Um, I feel m my family. We suspect that my dad might be autistic. Uh, we think he might be autistic. We don't know for sure, but he's showing early onset signs of having adult autism. <laughs> it's what we think. Yeah, he does these things where he has these random outbursts of anger. They come out of nowhere at any time. It'll happen. We'll be watching TV, and out of nowhere, he'll be like, "Look at this Tostito scoops bullshit, Ian. What's going on with the chips?" First it was hint of line, and now this shit. What are they gay now? And I'm like, I don't know, Dad. Just relax. All these outbursts of rage. I never know what to do. It's very weird. He's also kind of a savant when it comes to things. My dad has this cool thing where you could say any number to him, and he can tell you the number of a 49er player that wore that jersey number. That's that's pretty autistic, you know. I. I remember the first time I said it to him, I was like, I was like, Dad, you missed my birthday. I turned 12. And he was like, John Brody. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Dad. Even as a 12-year-old, I was like, something's not clicking with this guy. Um, sometimes I get sometimes I get reminded like how dumb I am. I get reminded. Uh, I'm really dumb with numbers. I don't understand numbers when they quantify things for some reason. It just goes right over my head. I was watching a documentary the other day about sharks. And uh, the document, the narrator, he was like, the great white shark can grow upwards of, and in that moment, I was like, this guy could say six or 1,000 feet, and I'd have the exact same fucking reaction. Because I don't understand things in those, I only understand things in terms of school buses and football fields, because that's how I was taught 
That's the only way I can understand anything. I remember we learned about World War II, my teacher would be like, 407,000 American soldiers died in World War II. And I was like, how many school buses are we talking, though? Because <laughs> that's the only way I'll understand. That's how I sexed, too, with women. I'll be texting a girl, I'll be like, oh, my penis, uh, one five hundredth of a football field. Uh, uh, I don't know if you could handle it. Okay, uh, good. Speaking of school, I miss, I, I miss being a kid in school. Uh, I miss school projects a lot. My favorite school project as a kid was the California Mission Project. That was my favorite uh, project, mostly because I have Spanish in my blood and my ancestors wanted to wake up a little bit. Uh, if you don't know what they are, the missions, they were, uh, they were like churches built by Spaniards, but they also served as like enslavement camps for Native Americans. I don't know why they decided to make that arts and crafts. I feel like that's a little extra. We didn't like build a paper mache board game for the Great Depression, you know? That wasn't what happened. It's like, oh, fuck, I rolled doubles. Now I have polio and I ate my brother. That's not good. This is so stupid. I have to finish it, though. Stay in the pocket. Uh, California missions, they were awful places. Awful, awful, awful places. I don't condone it in any way, but I will say I had the best fucking diorama. I did. I had the best one. Easily, my mom was so proud of it. Anytime someone would come over, my mom would be like, look what little Ian has made. Isn't this amazing? He built that fence and that cage and that whipping post. He did such a good job. He put his heart and soul in this. <laughs> uh, I, feel like, I feel like men would be more empathetic if we had a stronger bathroom community. That's what I think. It's true. I think we, we, need, we need something in there. Because I hear about the women's bathroom, and it seems like the most magical place on earth, okay? I hear stories. You know, women, they go in there, they're doing drugs. They're crying, but they're consoling one another. They hug each other. That sounds amazing. Imagine I'm out to dinner with my friends. I get up, and I'm like, Greg, Chris, you want to do some Molly in the bathroom and maybe have a hug session? That sounds like fun, right? No, I'd be fr it's frowned upon. It's not cool, okay? The guys, they don't like what I'm doing in there. I'm trying to change it up. They don't like it because apparently when I hug you from behind at the urinal, I'm committing assault. So it's not fun. That's why I like the gender-neutral bathroom. I like the gender-neutral bathroom because I get a taste of the other side. You know, I can see how the other half lives. I was mistaken for a woman the other day in their gender-neutral bathroom, and I was offered a tampon. And honestly, it was such an act of kindness that I humbly accepted it. I was like, thank you so much, and I did proceed to put it in my ass because I wanted to use it in some way, but don't worry. I dipped it in tequila first, so let's get crazy, guys, okay? <laughs> All right, that's all I'm going to do. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Keep it going for Ian, everybody. Hell yeah. Great set. Always great to see you, Ian. Always a pleasure. And give it up for your next comedian. He's very funny. Brady Pearson. Oh, my God. Is it ladies' night? I, I guess, right? See, I have this tendency to drive men out of the room, too, so... It's real. They're all like, I've heard this faggot do this bit a thousand times. Right? So since it's just you and us, don't we hate men? No, do you like men? Why? Okay, but do you, you still have to suck their dicks? Is that a thing? Yeah. Do you do it out of pleasure or power? Pleasure or power? Do you, yeah, do you enjoy it or, you do, or is it trade? Do you say, like, I'm going to suck your dick, I get a Lamborghini? I mean, is that what we're doing? Is well, it's real tea, right? I mean, cocksucker to cocksucker, right? 
Oh, that's right. You're too fine of a lady. You've probably never done anything like that. No, never. Yeah. <clears throat> How do I know that sound? You know, I don't know. So I've been thinking, I've just turned 53. Come on, give it to me. Thank you. I've survived AIDS, HIV, monkey pox, Ebola, and I'm still here with you, Beth. And um, it leads, leads me to think a couple of things. I've been having an existential crisis. Do you remember where you, how, how you lost your virginity? You lost it. Where did you lose it? Somewhere you lost it. But you kind of remember, I mean, okay, and, and how about you? Where did you lose yours? Yeah, you. It doesn't matter. Like, whichever one you want to share, darling. It's, it's, it's open group. Okay, so you remember. Okay, and? Okay, so in all these instances, you know exactly where your virginity went. So did you lose it? You know, uh, it's just, just a question because I remember where I threw my virginity, okay? Because I knew, I was like, yes, it's uh, done. And to this day, I say, thank you, Dad. I grew up in a strange house, as you might imagine, lots of love. I knew I... <sighs> My mother used to sing this little song to me. To this, this makes me feel warm to this day. She would whisper, going like, Why do birds fall out of the sky Every time you walk by Just like me They're loath to be close to you Oh, the memories. My mother's always conservative. She was on me about my drug use. She said, oh, you live in California. Do you smoke that weed? Do you smoke that weed? And I was like, yeah, I still smoke that fucking weed. It was on me. And then, you know, like, it's amazing. All it took was cancer for her to see it my way. Perked her right up. I mean, now I have to buy it from her. She's so into it. So, yeah, I've been thinking. I'm so, is anyone else excited about the right turn our country is taking? Are you excited? See, I've always thought if I was talented, I could have been something else, maybe like a, a person that makes products, like a product manager, right? And I have this new idea, some fragrances for the American condition. Okay, the first one is called White Woman. White Woman. The tagline is always in front. Straight guys, I know it's really hard for you because there's nothing worse than a straight guy feeling left out. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel. It's okay to say me this thing because I'm one of the oppressed minorities, children. I, mean, I don't know if you can tell that I'm gay, right? Yeah, this is too much beauty, too much beauty to be straight, right? Hey, come in and have a seat. Welcome to the show. Hey, no, no, it's okay. Please come in. Everyone can have a chair. Awesome. Yeah, it's been so great talking to you all tonight, and I just feel so close to you. And I remember the tale of the boys' camp that never was, but could have been in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. Oh, it was such a great little place. We would slide into home base over and over again, play with balls all day long, shower and scrub and run to the mess hall, you know? And we would sit and we would sing the theme song to camp. Put it in me. And it goes a little something like this. <coughs> I get a little choked up. 
<laughs> Memories. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you. I'm Brady. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Love that song. That's got to be my favorite song of yours, Brady. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, I am going to take a quick set. Uh, and then after that, we have Harvey. Uh, and then we have a bunch of people who are on the wait list. We'll start to get through a couple wait list people, too. So uh, I'm going to come up to the stage next. Give it up for me. Hey, how we doing, everybody? How's it going? Hi. Hey, thank you guys for coming out. This is awesome. This is good. Good. A lot of... A lot of familiar faces, some new faces. That's cool, you know, that's cool. First impressions are weird, right? You know, first impressions are weird. It's a big thing in stand-up, too, because you just, like, you just walk up and start, like, I can't believe anyone's letting me talk right now. This is completely insane. And, you know, like, it's different for everybody. Like, Brady, for example, he gets to come up and be gay, which is really cool. And I get to come up and look like the guy who called you Gaylord in high school. It's a little, you know, it's a little tricky. I don't know how to, you know. Anyway, I do have some gay jokes coming up, so. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I played water polo growing up. Uh, that was cool. Uh, do you guys know what water polo is? Uh, you got some people. Clap if you know what water polo is. Got some people. Okay, for most of you, for those of you who don't, uh, water polo is basically like soccer in the water, but you use your hands, right? There's like two soccer goals. It's a cool sport. Most of the game is played underwater, and the referees are up on the pool deck, and they can't really see what's going on underwater, so there's a lot of cheating in water polo, right? It's part of the game. There's a lot of like grabbing and scratching, uh, but if you really want to hurt your opponent, you know, you really want to get one up on him, you can't really punch him, right, because the water will sort of slow down your fit. So, so what you do is you squeeze his balls, Grab his balls and give him a good squeeze. Yeah, that is not a joke. That's 100% true. I've been grabbing balls competitively for like 15 years. It's really tough. It's true. <laughs> like the first time I got my balls grabbed, I was 10 years old. And that had nothing to do with water polo. But the second time I got my balls grabbed, I was 13 years old. That fucking hurt worse somehow, you know? That really fucking hurt. Getting your balls grabbed sucked. Getting your balls grabbed is a little bit like getting a prostate exam, right? It's going to happen. It just fucking happened. There's nothing you can do about it, right? It's going to happen. He's not going to go in fucking slowly and nicely. He's just going to get on in there. It's going to hurt. He's going to be older than you. He's going to be an authority figure. This has nothing to do with water polo either, by the way. This is all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Too many molesting jokes? Okay, I'll take note. <laughs> Too many molesting jokes. I figured two might be too many. One is enough. <laughs> One is enough. Anyway, I was telling my girlfriend uh, about the ball grabbing the other day, and, uh, you know, uh <laughs> I was telling my girlfriend about the ball grabbing, and she, she asked me a really weird question. She, she goes, uh, do you count those ball grabs? I was like, like what, is that? What, do, what do you mean? She goes, do you put those ball grabs in the same list as the women you've had sex with? I went, oh, Jesus. No, babe, of course not, because I've grabbed way more balls. Why the fuck would I do that shit to myself? Why on earth would I? Look, I can't do that. Let's do a little math, okay? It's not even like I'd be bisexual or anything, all right? Let's count. Let's look at the numbers. I've had sex with three women, and if I count the 400 balls I've grabbed, that's pretty much as gay, right? That's not fucking bisexual at all, right? Fucking three pussies and 400 balls is not the ratio of a straight. That's the ratio of a gay guy who's had sex with three trans men, okay? That's a fucking that's a tough ratio for a straight guy, you know what I mean? 
I can't even defend myself. If you saw the list in person, right? If you saw, all, like, I would just be like knee deep in a Chuck E. Cheese ball pit filled with testicles, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm fucking, I'm fucking straight as fuck, dude. What are you talking about? I got a pussy right here. Hold on, one second. Give me one. Oh, that's fucking. I know it's in here somewhere. It's here. Oh fuck. Oh gee, I can't find. Oh, here we go. Right here. Boom. Ha. Gotcha. There's a kid in there too. All right, three's too many. Three's too many. Three's too many. Two was too many. Three's too many. Yeah, 15 years of competitive ball grabbing, guys. 15 years. Do you have any idea what that does to your psyche? The other day I was walking down the street, uh, and this guy came up to me, and he was like, hey, do you want to jerk each other off behind a dumpster? And I was like, dude, no. I, I, no, dude, I'm, sh I'm straight. I don't want to do that at all. I'm sorry. I'm good. Uh, I'm sorry. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to play some water polo? I was like, well, you should have just fucking led with that, buddy. Fucking sign me up. All right, you guys have been awesome. My name is Raphael Wolfgang. Thank you. Have a good one. And coming up to the stage next, we have Harvey. Give it up for Harvey, everybody. Put your hands together. Woo! I wish I had a quarter for all my people they slaughter. Last year alone in the dead zone. Walk straight, but don't walk late. Because I'm coming with a Uh, do you guys ever worry... The stand-up is too much like being a, magi a magician. No offense to magicians, but I had that thought in the shower the other day, and it made me very uncomfortable. It hurt my feelings. Because I think stand-up is more like live music, like being in a band, but I don't know if other people feel that way. You know? Um... Shower thoughts. I realized I have a lot of my good ideas in the shower, and I thought that was weird. So I went to the shower to think about it, and I realized I'm not having all my good ideas in the shower. I'm just having all my ideas in the shower. <laughs> like, that's the only time that my brain isn't being suffocated by music uh, or like a podcast or long text from my sweet, sweet uh, mom. She's great. It's fine. Why do they always start with I know you're busy? It makes it way harder to ignore. Yeah. I think that's why California's in a drought. Because everyone's just spending so much time thinking in the shower. Like what are we going to do? about this homeless crisis. How am I gonna pay rent so I can avoid being a part of this homeless crisis? Why do all the girls I like turn out to be lesbians? <laughs> what does that say about my blossoming sexuality? <laughs> I don't know. Um, give me a sec here, guys. I don't know if I have any more shower material. Oh, I do. Um, when I was writing that joke in my notes app, it auto-corrected why do I have all my good ideas in the shower to why do I have all my hood ideas in the shower, and that drastically changed the direction of this material. <laughs> Mostly because I, like, I have no hood material. I have like curved baseball cap material. Raffy got it. Raffy got it. Um, yeah, I was outside my apartment. This is completely unrelated to showers. I was outside my apartment, clearly, 
and I was smoking a cigarette. I was drinking Diet Coke. I was like, this combination of smoke and sugar is probably very confusing to my body. Because in nature, this is the equivalent of like standing around eating a bunch of berries during a forest fire. I don't know when else you would encounter that combination. And I, wor I, I wonder why I have uh, panic attacks. How much time do I got? Um, okay. And that's all I got, to be honest. The rest is really offensive. Um, okay, cool. That's it. Thanks, y'all. Keep it going for Harvey, everybody. Very funny. Love hearing the new stuff. It's good stuff, dude. I like it. I like the new stuff. That's awesome. Uh, give it up for your next comedian. He's very funny. He's here all the time. You can see him all over the Bay Area. Give it up for GD. Happy, happy Friday. Does this work? Is it okay? Cool. I went for this amazing event called the Roast Battle at the Cops Comedy Club. And uh, before going to the comedy club, I messaged uh, the organizer, and he said, "Okay, I'll put you on the guest list." Guest list. Respect needed for guest list. In India, we, we say a guest is God, but I think they were all atheists. Uh, <laughs> and I went inside, sat on the chair, and I was super excited to see my friends roast each other. And then the waiter comes and says, sir, I will take care of you tonight. Now they know how to treat a guest. She said, what would you like to order? I said, uh, I, I'm, I'm good. And also, there's a two drink minimum. I, I'm a comedian. When someone says, I'm a comedian, you have to understand that they don't have money. <laughs> it's a given, come on. And she says, no, sorry, sir. There's a rule, even if you're a guest, you're a comedian, you're Joe Biden, you have to buy two drinks. Even Joe Biden? Shut up, buy the <laughs> fucking drink. Okay, sorry. I said, okay, give me five minutes. I thought I'll borrow from comedian. So I said, hey, dude, uh, I need your help. Oh, what's up? Uh, do you need a tagline, a punchline? Some, uh, no, I need uh, like $15, $15. Dude, dude I'm, I'm a comedian. <laughs> I said, uh, how did you buy this drink then? He said, someone else bought it for me, dude. I'm broke, dude. I would if I could. I, I would if I could. Stop saying that like a rapper. I would if I could. I don't have morning wood. My PP doesn't stand up, that's why I do stand up, that's my rap. <laughs> uh, then I thought I'll ask another comedian. I said, hey buddy, how are you? I'm a comedian. I didn't say, what, what are you? How are you? Do you know any cap can be a shower cap if you're on drugs? It's my shower cap. All the Lee. All the roads lead to Rome, but if you don't have a visa, you have to take a detour to the embassy. Indian visa, Indian passport problems. Honesty is the best policy if you want to stay single. I think I'm super honest, dude. Why is it called a drive-through? Why is it not called drive, stop, order, through? I'm 
I mean, that's what the process is. It's not drive through. It's come and go. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, I'm new to the job and just joined McDonald's. Someone just came and didn't order and went. Check if he has planted a bomb. Uh, no, he was not from in Pakistan. Okay, uh, racist shit. That's what Indians do. Fuck on fuck Pakistan, shit on Pakistan, sorry. I'll tell you a feel good joke. If, if sperms were fishes, my bathtub would be an aquarium. For those who didn't understand, uh, I, I jerk off in my bathtub, okay? Toilet paper is the most depressed paper in all of the papers. I'm not making this up. I asked toilet paper, why do you say uh, Dude, life is shitty. I am, hi, and <laughs> fuck, me. Uh. <laughs> All right, I really want to try lay down comedy someday because if no one laughs, I can just go to sleep. I'll just kill myself and then go to sleep. <laughs> Mucho gracias, amigo. Oh, sorry, I'll speak in your language. Uh, Namaste. <laughs> My wife lives in San Diego and I live in San Francisco. She lives in San Diego, so it makes a lot of sense for me to pack my bags and relocate to New York. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave you with this thought. Um, uh, don't do drugs. All right. Very funny. All right, we have a uh, we have a bunch of people on the guest list. We're gonna uh, get a couple people going uh, going on the guest list. Um, really quick, uh, if you guys uh, didn't know this, uh, you know this open mic is is uh, it's kind of free. Like if you if you want to Venmo two to five dollars, it helps out Pam a lot. Uh, she grinds her ass off. You know, two to five dollars is not much. If you have a real job, give her five dollars. If not, whatever, give her two. Uh, but you know, obviously, no one is checking, so it's totally fine. Whatever. But I just wanted to mention it because. Uh, you know, Pam is awesome, and I love her. Uh, but also, give it up for your next comedian. First off the guest list, she's been waiting very patiently. Give it up for Ariel. What is up? It's honestly, it's, it's not even being patient. Like, y'all are funny. I enjoy coming to hear you. Um, and I would probably take people here who didn't even want to do comedy if, if they were interested. Um, <laughs> but uh, no one wants to come see me do comedy. They're like, do you want to go to, do you want to just go to a bar? Do you want to just like go to a bar instead? Are you sure you want to go do that? Okay. I guess you, d you do your thing. Do your thing, girl. Anybody in here uh, tried the McDonald's Grimace shake? Yeah, yeah. Um, could you tell me what it's supposed to taste like? Like, I don't know what Grimace flavor is. It's just purple. <laughs> okay, I think that's who it was actually designed for. It was designed for blacked out people, stoned people, anybody who doesn't really like, doesn't need to identify the flavor of what they're drinking. Much like most of McDonald's food. Their marketing is just unhinged. For a while, they were doing those like celebrity partnerships. They had like the Cardi B meal. It didn't really make a lot of sense. It was like 
two cheeseburgers, some nuggets, fries, and like uh, something that you would never order. But anyways, yeah, they're transitioning to just like, we don't really want to pay for celebrity partnerships. We're going to just use our in-house genius marketing purple blob brand ambassador. It's cool. Um, I haven't been here in a while because I got a new job. It's very glamorous. I'm working in a restaurant, <laughs> just like our friend Jared earlier, except I'm not in the kitchen. Um, I'm not brown enough to be in the kitchen. I walk through there, and uh, I do like to talk to the chefs, though, because chef, being a chef now is so much different than being a cook in a restaurant kitchen used to be. Now it's actually mandatory to have tattoos if you're going to be a chef. Um, and I, I was thinking about it kind of like it, it, it's like prison. So their tattoos are supposed to tell you a story. So I walk over to Chef Rob the other day, and I was like, can you tell me about your tattoos? And he's like, I just like the way they look, you know. I went to this place in Portland, and, like, this dude hooked it up. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. So um, what are you going to do with that halibut? He's like, I'm going to cut it up, I'm going to fillet it, and then I'm going to brine it for three to five days, and I'm going to mash it into a gelée and serve it in a very tiny portion on this plate with some squiggles on it. It's going to be nice. Um, yeah, being a chef seems cool, but also, like, really, really hard. Uh, apparently, in, like, very fancy restaurants where they do what's called stages, and it's basically where a, a chef who's more senior than you verbally abuses you for a few weeks. And then you get to say, I did that shit, and now I'm going to go do it to someone else. Cool. Cool, cool. Um, I'm a hostess at this restaurant that is, like, angling for a Michelin star. Like, I am definitely too old to be a hostess. Like, <laughs> I hostessed for the first time when I was in high school. But they're like, no, no, no. It's been 10 years since your last restaurant job. You're going to be a hostess. And thank God. Thank fucking God. They are so crazy there. Like, they're one of those restaurants that thinks they're super fancy, but they're, not, they're just not quite to the Michelin level yet. So they get mad about things like um, the way that you fold a napkin. That was good. Was that the, was that the one minute mark? The guitar strum? And, no. No. Okay. I was like, wait, that wasn't what I'm used to. <laughs> we'll just call that one minute, okay? That was cool. I liked it. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're trying to get a Michelin star, so they freak out about every little thing, like folding napkins and, um, I don't know, random shit, being on time, not doing coke in the bathroom. I don't know. I thought that was normal in restaurants. Um, but then they, they fuck it up right at the end, you know. I get emails being like, I forgot to schedule someone on Friday. Can you be there? <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. The only, the only thing I was going to be doing was coming here. So, like, yeah, I can go work at the restaurant. Because <laughs> at least then I'm going to get paid. <laughs> Because I can tell by all of your faces that none of you would pay to see me do this. So I'm just going to keep keep the hostess job for now. Thanks, y'all.
All right, keep it going for Ariel. Uh, I'm going to throw in someone else off the guest list. Keep it going for James. We have James. All right, put your hands together for James, everybody. I got a cramp. This has never happened. Jesus fuck. All right. Um, that's what I get for going to the gym. So if, uh, if you're wondering on the live stream, yes, I was the guy who walked into the camera. And every now and then I'd see uh, that guy like going up to adjust it and I'd just be like, God, I'm never going to make it in comedy. Fuck. I'm going to get, I'm going to get red list or whatever it's called. I don't know. Uh, my friend was telling me the other day that her uh, therapist committed suicide, and she said, what should I do? And I said, well, first of all, take all his advice with a grain of salt, <laughs> because I don't know. <laughs> That's got to suck. That's like if like, your house was burning down and the firemen came, and they were like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm going home. Uh, I should have quit while I was ahead. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think about uh, killing myself sometimes, you know. A lot of people, <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> uh, it's probably better than the joke, but uh, I think about killing myself sometimes. A lot of people say they can't kill themselves because they can't bring themselves to it. I can't kill myself because I'm too stupid to do so. You know, like the other day I went on YouTube to learn how to tie a noose and I ended up watching Better Call Saul clips on reels instead. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to date, you know. Uh, I'm not really good at dating. You ever offend the person you're on a date with? You know, I was uh, I was on a date with a girl, and I was wearing this red sweater, and she said, "Oh, oh, nice sweater." And I said, "Ah, th really? I think it, it makes me look like Fat Albert." And then she said, "Oh, that's funny." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> then she said, "That's not funny." <laughs> I said, "Why?" And she said, "Because you're white and he's black." I said, "Fat Albert is not black. Fat Albert is fat." You know what I mean? He's fatter than he is black. The show's called Fat Albert. It's not called Black Albert. That would be a very different show. It would be very problematic. <laughs> I don't know. People don't notice that Fat Albert is black. It's like he reaches a certain threshold in fatness to where your race just doesn't go, un uh, just goes unnoticed. And that applies to real life, too. Like, if I see a black guy on the street, I'm going to think that's a black guy. But if I see a fat black guy, I'm going to think, holy shit. They don't make sidewalks big enough for this dude. No? All right. Shit. Should have quit while I was in. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a lot of people, I told that joke to my friend the other day, and she said, that that joke's not funny. She she also sucked. You know? <laughs> uh, she said, that's not funny. I said, why? And she said, because it's fat-phobic. I said, fat's in the word you just used, so wouldn't that be overweight-phobic? I don't know. They say you're not supposed to call people fat. You're supposed to call them overweight. You know, I, I think that's mean. I think that's just calling them fat, but in a more specific way. You know, hey, you're overweight. What does that mean? Uh, it means there's too much you. You've, our relationship has reached the maximum amount of weight you can be. <laughs> Stop talking to me. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, uh, my friend, uh, he's a little bit... Uh, He's a little bit paranoid about his girlfriend. Uh, she has a male best friend, an MBF, I think. I'm dyslexic. Uh, and uh, she, she, he's concerned about his girlfriend because she has a male best friend. And I don't know. I think that's a reasonable insecurity to have as a boyfriend. 
because I've been to three weddings, and uh, people always get skittish about the, uh, that. They're always like, oh, what, you can't have platonic, platonic relationships between a guy and a girl? And yeah, you can. I'm just saying the last three weddings I've been to, the bride had said, I am so happy today because today I get to marry my best friend. So, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not too concerned about that shit, though, because I know that one of those brides is going to be divorcing their best friend in three years. I don't know. That sucked. I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah, um, I'm doing this set sober because last week, I, uh, I, uh, uh, two weeks ago, I got really stoned and came up here. And uh, after the show... I was walking down the street and I was just like doing this thing where your back is just arched and you're just like letting life hit you. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> anyway, so I go to a street corner and I just stop because you can't walk into the street. And then these cars just stop on the road to let me pass. I didn't realize that until like a minute later. So I was just standing on the street corner and then I see this car full of teenagers just laughing at me. <laughs> And I was like, fuck! And I got scared. I didn't even cross the street. I just walked down the other <laughs> side of the sidewalk. <laughs> anyway, you folks were great. Thank you very much. All right, keep it going. Coming up to the stage next, one of my very good friends. He's very funny. Give it up for Paul, the Grill Master Robertson. How much are we doing a four or what? I don't have five, but I got five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, what are we doing? Ah, hello, hello. Is anybody here in love? Woo? I can tell by how you're looking at me. I know. I understand. I'm not, though. I'm not in love. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm on the apps, which is, you know, short for Apple. Anybody here on the apps? Clap if you're on the apps. I know, you look familiar. I know. We actually did match on... <laughs> That's the joke, but we actually did match on the. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, come to San Francisco and hang out. She's like, no, I see you the next day to Mike. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Ah, uh, God. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trying. Yeah, you know what's all, uh, popular on the apps then? You know what's popular on the apps these days? Do you know what's popular on the apps? E N M. You guys know E N M? Yeah, ethical, for you who don't know, it's called ethical non-monogamy is popular these days. Yeah, ethical non-monogamy. You can't sell that to me, though. I'm in real estate. I know a timeshare when I hear one, so, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you can have me weeks two and four. Roger's already got weeks one and three, okay, so. What if, uh, you know, what if I don't, I wouldn't want to meet the other guy, and. You know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not cool enough for that kind of thing. Because it's like, but what if I got along with him? It's like, oh, Roger, I'm having a really hard time with this relationship. Uh, can you convince her to do anal? Because I've been, I've been trying. On, so, okay. Pivoting. Pivoting now. Off. Okay, here's the stuff we're working on. Uh, 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 you ever heard that song by Nelly? What is it? Take out, how's it go? But hot in here, so hot, take off all my clothes. I'm like, Nelly, that's like zero to 100 real quick. You don't want to start with like a sweater? Like all, all of them? It's like, what, what are you doing over there? Oh, it's hot, I'm just taking off all my clothes. They're like, 
Thanks, Roger. No, just kidding. Okay. There's that. Uh, <coughs> uh, human sexuality is important. You ever hear that? I mean, sexuality. So, you know, because it's a big part of our, our, our how who we are as people, you know. And so, like, you have to, we like telling people our sexuality, like coming out to our parents, you know. But we don't, some preferences we say and some we don't, right? If uh, I'm gay, it's an honor and a good thing to tell my parents. But if I, like, really am into leather, you know, maybe I just don't tell them. I, I don't know. Where do you draw the line? That's what I'm saying. If your mom's a vegan, mom, I really love fucking leather. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. Working on it. Working on it. Hold on. My password keeps coming back on. That's why it's just <laughs> taking time. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think God's losing a lot of followers. Like, if God was an Instagram account, <laughs> God's like follower account's kind of going down. And it's kind of because, like, there's other things that we insert to do things for us that we used to invoke God. It's like, oh, God, can you, can you please help me with my essay? And chat GPT's I'm like, I'm on it, bro. Just, I don't know. We always bow down to the most helpful thing. Okay. Uh, uh, this is more of a thought. It's like, when, when do I get to be mean at somebody? Like, at what age can I be mean to somebody for being, like, transphobic? Like five, like you ignorant little shit. You don't know. Uh, like twelve. Where where is that? Fourteen. Okay, that's fine. What else we got? Crowd work. Hey hey, in the front. Oh hey you. You want to go on a date? No. Okay. Left. <laughs> Fucking left. All right. Hey you in the front. Nice uh nice nice beard. You're welcome. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, thank you, thank you. You should see my pubes. Hey, I'm just kidding. I don't know. They're long. No, just kidding. What? Huh? Why? Oh, I know why. It's like, yeah, I'm still wondering. Was it my pube joke? No. It's yeah. So, did you first time here? No. Yes. Okay. Cool. And where'd you come from? Vacaville? Yeah, I didn't know there's Jewish people in Vacaville. I'm just assuming. I don't want to make assumptions. You got a cool hat. Huh? All four Jewish comedians? I'm Jewish through adoption. Being a Jewish man's expensive. What other club's membership costs a piece of your penis? Like, yeah, uh, you know, listen. Uh, you guys know what it is, obviously. Circumcision. The surgical procedure actually makes your penis just like that much smaller. As an Asian Jew, that would not be my first elective procedure, but you know. <laughs> All right, I'm Paul Robertson. Wow. Woo, okay, nice. keep it going for Paul. Man, I think Paul might have matched with that woman and and turned her lesbian. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> All right, everybody, give it up for Deep Tanchu. <laughs> Welcome to SF, dude. Yeah, I've been hanging a lot with Paul, so I know something about Jewish people. You guys complain a lot. At least, at least Paul does. Anytime I go out to eat with him, he's changing tables. Yup. On to jokes. Uh, growing up in India, 
we were always taught about karma like you do good and good things happen to you and when i moved over here i realized all those two billion people in india they must have done some bad shit in their life yeah no one with good karma is getting born in india there's like so much pollution out there like everyone is just walking with a black face okay i pushed that one okay yeah this set is going to be a lot like that i'll keep pushing you guys and see how far you can go next one is a easy one uh i was my mom was recently visiting me and i was walking with her near pier 39 and we stumbled across this pawn dvd shop and in big bold letters it was written dvd for black gay asian anal vaginal nasal and she she just told me looked looked at me really disappointed she was like is this why we took a financial loan and send you to the us so that you can bring me to a shop that is still selling dvds thanks for laughing dude uh, <laughs> other people i don't know if they laughed at my joke or at your laugh but you made them laugh just keep laughing whenever i stop talking they start laughing yeah <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, some stereotypes about india it's like arranged marriages and it's some some of it is true like my dad right now he's trying to uh get an arranged marriage done for me he's looking out for a bride for me and he keeps sending me these pictures of women i haven't ended up liking anyone but now i know what is my dad's type <laughs> you didn't laugh at this one everyone <laughs> laughed and you were like nah this is not good yeah you jewish people man <laughs> yeah and it's always uh, girls like who are really short they are kind of fair and their dads are dead <laughs> one person got that joke i hope uh yeah but i feel like i've been really unlucky in love uh it has never worked out for me like couple months ago this girl i was dating she was walking over to my place on a saturday night for some love making uh actually intense love making and on her way she got stabbed by a homeless guy yeah i was i was devastated i was in like grief anguish and like had a lot of confusion like why why did this happen to me why me like Why did a homeless guy chose to cock block me? <laughs> a brown guy like it's tough for us to have sex. He could have just waited for a couple of hours like he could have got her on her way back.
Yeah. And next Sunday morning, I had to go to the hospital to identify her body. Yeah, on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Don't make me do that. Don't make me miss my farmer's market for this shit. We could have done this over FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, I said that I'll be pushing you guys. It's fine. I guess that was my last joke. What a note to end the set on. <laughs> Give it up for Rafi, everyone. Thanks for hosting Rafi. All right. Very funny stuff. We are going back to the wait list now. Uh, we have a bunch of comedians on the wait list. Uh, I wanted to give everyone five minutes, but I, I, I need to cut us down to four so we get out of here to, uh, before eight. Uh, so coming up next to the stage, you got four minutes. Give it up for Dakota. All right, how you guys doing? Yeah, uh, you guys probably didn't see me. I'm from Vacaville, so I don't come out here too often. But um, I'm kind of new to comedy. I'm like on my comedy honeymoon, you know what I mean? Like, it's taken over every aspect of my life. It's all I want to do. It's all I think about. It's all I do every day. It's kind of like when I was eight years old and I learned how to jack off. But the only difference, I guess, is that, you know, between comedy and jacking off, I wasn't introduced to comedy by my 15-year-old cousin. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm like the Forrest Gump of being molested, like... You know, any modern, like, American historical event from the last 60 years, like, I was there. Like, if you zoom in, I'm there somewhere being raped by someone, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is going great. Um, yeah, no, I was critical of the Me Too movement at first, you know, because I'm really dumb and dyslexic. And I thought Me Too, like, meant, like, me twice. I was like, me six, what are you crying about? I don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm just like, a, you know, I... I I, like, I could slip on a banana peel if someone's dick's going in my ass. That's just the kind of bad molestation luck I have. There's a certain point where maybe it is your fault, you know, is what I'm getting at. You know, about time six, my dad has had it with me. You know what I mean? It's like dragging me home from school. Like, my mom's like, what happened? Like, it, it happened again. He got himself molested again. She's just like, go to your room. You're grounded. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. All right. You guys want to talk about something else? <laughs> you guys think there's any autistic Nazis that were just in it for the trains? You know, they, were, they weren't in it for, you know, let's kill the Jews. They're in it for just the choo-choos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of that trains, yeah. No, my, uh, actually, yeah, my, my friend Tanya, um, I'm really proud of them. Uh, they're transgender and uh, uh, they're autistic. And they're bravely transitioning from uh, female to male. And they're changing their name to Thomas. And, like, my first thought was, like, eh, sounds like more of, like, a transition situation to me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, um, let's see here, uh, you guys ever wonder why, like, women always go back to abusive men, you know, women go back to, like, men that hurt them, I think it's like, why do I go back to Mongolian barbecue, even though it gives me diarrhea, you know what I mean, it's like, I was like, this time it's gonna be different, you know what I mean, deep down they really love me, like, the shitting yourself three times a year thing is just, I'm just like, no, 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 they've changed, you know, they're under new ownership, that's, I think it's a similar situation. Um, anybody like garage sales? Any garage sale people? Yard sales? Yeah, all right, cool one. Uh, yeah, no, I saw some crazy shit at a yard sale recently. I saw a uh, guy selling, out in a small country town, he's selling a mint condition uh, KKK robe for $300. Yeah, 300 bucks. I know you're thinking, Jew sees a KKK robe at a garage sale. Like, how do you react to that? How do you handle that? What do you do? I talked him down to 150. Um, 
it's a good thing to have a KKK robe because it's like not to do racist shit with, but the solar panel people don't knock on the door anymore. You know what I mean? It's like you come out like, listen here, motherfucker. There's only one thing I hate more than minorities. Sustainable energy. You get the fuck out of my neighborhood. And like the Jehovah's Witnesses don't come around. The word spread. You know what I mean? You do got to be careful with that kind of power. Like I did fuck up. I didn't look through the people. I stormed out of my house and I can never buy thin mints again. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, anybody happy Pride Month is over? Right? Just so you don't have to see people's like virtual signaling posts anymore. Like, you know, I have one, one guy. He's like, he posts the pride flag with in the captions like, like, call me fucking crazy. But I just believe in a little thing called basic human rights. And guess what? I'm not even gay. Like he had to point out that he wasn't gay to be he's like, call me crazy, but don't fucking call me gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. Um, yeah. Did anybody play The Sims? You like The Sims? Yeah, um, I appreciate the clap. I think The Sims is very stupid. Because um, it's like The Sims, what, someone got the idea, they're like, what if there was a video game where you lived the same boring dog shit life that you already do now? And it's like, why is that entertaining? Like the final boss fight of The Sims is me arguing with my wife about why I forgot to take the trash cans out to the street three weeks in a row on trash day, and now the trash has mold in it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you guys think Martin Luther King Jr. ever had a wet dream? You know? He had a dream, but I think maybe when he was a kid, he had another kind of dream, right? He's like, I have a dream that you can one day fuck a white girl and a black girl at the same time, and it won't be about the color of her skin. It'll be about how bummed the pussy was. <laughs> you know? All right. Thank you. Very funny stuff, dude. Very funny. Oh, my God. Next time, do the molesting jokes at the end, because <laughs> opening up with that. I thought I actually seriously thought that stuff was really funny, but like. Yeah, the opening up with that stuff is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very good. Very good stuff. All right, guys, uh, keep it going for your next comedian, Ivan. Put your hands together, everybody. Hi, thank you. Oh, my God, thank you, guys. So nice to meet you guys. That's awesome. It's my first time here. Give it up for me. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not gay. Um, it's just like what I would sound like if I was gay, you know? <laughs> not not because that's what I think it's what gay people sound like. I just know if I sucked a little dick, I'd love to do a fun voice too, you know? <laughs> it's the only thing stopping me from doing the voice too. Like I'm really good at it, but like every time I do it, somebody's like he definitely loves to suck dick. Like that's, you know, it's not true about me, so I don't want them to think that. <laughs> but... But yeah, uh, yeah, homophobia is is a real thing though. Like like I think it, it it's weird because it like makes it, it fucks up your judgment. Like I was having an argument with my friend, and he was like, "Man, I'd hate to go to jail because like I'd hate to have to give up my ass. You know, like that shit will be fucking awful." And I was like, "You know, you could die, right? You know, that's where they keep murderers, you know." And I was like, "Man, I just hope if I go to jail." The, mo the most ruthless killer, the most baddest motherfucker thinks I'm cute, you know? Because then at least I'd be safe. If a, if a riot broke out, you know, I could see myself just in my room, just like. Somebody breaks into the room, you know, he's like, oh my, where's this fucking dude? I'm going to kill him, I'm going to stab him. And I'm just there like, hmm. oh, you think you're going to stab me? See, first things first, you're going to have to go through Ricky here. Ricky has, has been tried for double homicide. 
He's a assault, he's like a multiple assault case. Yeah, I don't remember how this joke goes. But that's just yeah. <laughs> uh I'm not from here. Uh I came here in 2014. Um I came I came from Kenya. Um and that's important cuz w- when I was living in Kenya before we came here, Obama was around that time, so he was coming he was just coming in for his second presidency. And back home, it was a big deal because everybody thought Obama was Kenyan. So when I arrived here, I was like, "Oh shit, we did it. We fixed racism. We put Obama in. We're going to go to America. You know? I was fucking excited. All the promises and everything. The American dream, it was all there. I just wish, like, I knew a few more things before I came here. You know? Like, nobody told me I was black. You know? I wish it would Like, it never came up once. Everybody in Africa is black. It's not like people are walking around like... Oh, watch where you are going, you black motherfucker. You black motherfucker, you don't talk to me like that. You know, it's, it doesn't make any fucking, you know? I just wish somebody stopped me at TSA, you know, when I came in with my parents, looking all happy and shit, and they just saw us smiling. They're like, um, sorry, excuse me. Um, are you guys African? Uh, yeah, yeah, how could you tell? Uh, it's just, you know, you're wearing loafers and fucking, <laughs> and a sports jacket, it's, it's not that hard to guess. Um, but I just noticed you're smiling so much. Is this your first time in America? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here for the opportunities. We're ready to move to America and make the best of it. And she's like, oh, okay. I see you have the American Dream pamphlet over there. Um, have have you looked inside whatsoever? And I'm like, no. Um, you might want to flip to page four. Uh, it says you might be in case you're black. Um, you're gonna want to pay special attention to the cops part. Um, they're already looking for you. It's like three. St- it's like GTA. You start with three stars over there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Um I've been I've been thinking about therapy like my girlfriend wants me to go to therapy like she hounds me about it, you know? She's like you need to go to therapy and I'm like I don't think I need to go to therapy, you know? I have two good reasons. First of all, I think therapy's bullshit. Like therapy's the first the only disease where you decide the approach, you know? Like the doctor is like what do you want to do? You know, that's a fucking weird thing. Imagine if you, like, had stage four cancer and the doctor came in and he was like, man, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but it seems like uh, you have stage four cancer. And he's like, but the good thing is we do have a few options. Um, Right here we have a few (laughs) options, the cheapest of which uh, we're not really sure if you'll make it, but it is very affordable. We have another option here that's just kind of works, but we're not really sure about it. It would. It seems to work for you. Um, <laughs> it's too long. Got it. Um, but the second reason is because, like, my parents were fucked up, you know? And that's a really good reason. Like, my parents were really fucked up, but they came out fine, you know? Like, my dad, my, my dad had an abusive father. He was born in a third world country and then worked his way all the way to a professor in America, you know? My mom, my mom, she survived the genocide in Rwanda. So around my time, she witnessed half of her family die, you know, and she still turned out fine. So it doesn't really make any sense for me to walk into their room, you know, be like, mom, dad, I think I need to talk to somebody. And they're like, why? Did something awful happen? Like, no, I just, I just don't know who I am. (laughs) I just don't know my purpose. And she's just like in the back of her mind, she's like remembering when she was like dodging mines and ducking gunfire just to give birth to this bitch ass son. (laughs) Thank you, my name's Ivan.
All right, keep it going for Ivan, and keep those hands together for CJ. Wow, hello. Finally, another white woman. Yes. Now, you guys are looking at me like, that's non-binary Hillary Clinton. Um, I keep getting every, I shaved my head recently and now I get like aggressively they themed everywhere that I go. Like, I feel like we've gone backwards as a society. Cause people used to understand like women having short hair, like we had Ellen, you know? And now I start talking to people and they're like sweating. They're like looking for a pronoun pin, like. <laughs> stressful. Anyway, um, no, thanks for coming out tonight. I uh, officially celebrating being three years clean. Thank you, appreciate it. Uh, from Dick, I'm very brave. Uh, no, I'm bisexual, which means that I'm socially lesbian, but fiscally heterosexual. Because uh, I only hang out with gay people, but like it's hard to find a sugar mommy with a gender pay gap. So that makes it difficult. Uh, I definitely have a type. I like girls that look like boys, and I like boys who look like they would let me slip a finger in. Straight men always get very tense when I say that. Like the air pressure in the room changes because their buttholes all like clench up at the same time. I think that might have been what happened on the submarine. <laughs> like who, nobody knows, you know, maybe they hit a certain depth, they're like, we're not coming back, maybe it's time to explore each other's bodies. And then just like, pff, you know, such a tragedy. Um, no, I, uh, I, I've been thinking recently, I feel like I could be a detective because I have this like superpower. Um, I don't know if this is relatable to anyone, but I can look at like any group of men and I can instantly identify like who the sociopath is because it's always the one that I want to have sex with. Like it's like the worse they are in the head, the better they are in the bed. You know what I mean? I'm not defending it. Um, like, I don't know if I have bad taste in men or if they all want to, like, do meth and try to murder me. <laughs> um, but, like, I feel like I want to, like, use my power for good. Like, I feel like you could just, like, drop me off in a small town with a serial killer on the loose and, you know, let me in a bar or something. Uh, and I will bring that man to justice after I bring him back to my Airbnb. Like, I don't know what he did, but it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> and very creative. So... <laughs> I I feel like I, I don't understand why women are underrepresented um, in the serial killer community because I feel like it would be like easy you know like I feel like you could like walk into any bar after a certain hour and tell a man that you want to turn him into a lampshade and he would pay for your uber to a secondary location He's like, murder shock in the woods. That sounds kind of sexy. <laughs> like, what are you going to do to me there? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I got arrested recently. Uh, it was a climate protest, actually. So a bunch of friends and I chained ourselves to this pipeline. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm an IBS American. So I'm like, if we're chained to this all day, like, what is the bathroom situation going to be? Uh, and my friend goes, depends. I'm like, depends on what? <laughs> No, girl, like, depends. <laughs> so I don't know if any of y'all have ever been asked to save our planet by shitting in your pants. Um, I was like, wait a minute, like, do we even know if global warming is real? 
<laughs> like the science is starting to look pretty uncertain. I don't know. Um, the worst part was that like when they arrested us, they didn't even have handcuffs. All they had were zip ties. I'm like, do you have anything that's not like a single use plastic? Bad for the brand. That's all I got. God bless America. Thank you. All right. Keep it going for CJ and keep it going for Maya. Hello. Hi, guys. My name is Maya Guadalupe Tamayo. But in grade school, they call me Mayo Guacamole Tomato. And what hurts is the accuracy of that, because I'm biracial. I'm half white, half Mexican. So the Mayo is the white, and the guacamole is the Mexican. Super fucked up. Um, yeah, so I was raised uh, by a Mexican hippie mom. So I never got the chancla. Do you guys know what the chancla is? It's a shoe that Mexican moms beat their children with. Yeah, um, I should have gotten the chancla. That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> I should have been beaten by my mother. Um, I have a neck tattoo, so I think if I had gotten the chancla, I wouldn't have this. Um, I realized I can't get high anymore because I'm already stupid. So it just exponentially increases my stupid. Um, I got so high um, before I showered, and when I and I only shaved one of my legs, and it was right before a date, so half of my body was down to fuck, and the other half was like, nah, dude, let's just make out. Um, and I also, uh, I can't go in elevators high, I realized. I was at my friend's house there on the sixth floor. I went down to the lobby, and I was too high. I forgot where I was, and when the elevator door opened, a man was there, and I forgot, I was like, what the fuck, I just stayed in the elevator and went all the way back up. So no elevator highness for me. Um, here's a new bit. Um, I, one of my friends is a comic and he was donating blood for money because he's broke. And I got really upset because I was like, what the fuck, like I donate blood every month and I don't get paid. Do you think the Red Cross will take period blood? Probably not, probably not. Okay, that was great. Um, have you guys heard of the saying, Jesus, take the wheel? Yeah. What the fuck? That does not make any sense. Jesus never drove, for one. There's no cars in Bethlehem. If you're asking Jesus to take the wheel, I think you want to die. And nobody ever asked Moses. At least he could part traffic. Okay. <gasps> Okay, uh, I went to uh, Heckle Mike in LA, and it was the best experience of my whole life. I got all the attention I never received from my father. <laughs> it felt really good. Um, they were yelling like, what uncle molested you? <laughs> you look like you're into BDSM. You look homeless. I was like, I actually was. He's like, oh. it was a real t uh, lifetime moment. Um, uh, someone said I looked like Dora the Explorer Dora, but if she took acid. <laughs> I guess that's accurate. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think that's it. I came up with this. Uh, it's not even a joke, but um, my name is Guadalupe. And I was like, what if I said Guada loses it? Maya Guada loses it. That's what I'm doing here. Okay, bye, guys. Have a great night. <laughs> People go for Maya Guada loses it. More like Maya Guada loser. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was mean. I'm sorry. All right, keep it going for your next comedian. Max, do we have Max? All right, get on up there. Put your hands together for Max, guys. It's good, Muni. How are you guys? Um, it's good. So I got a quick little story for you. Um, the other week, I uh, smoked a joint with my uh, middle school teacher, and it was a very surreal experience. So the first thing is uh, he wasn't like a teacher teacher. He was like a study all teacher where um, kids could just come in after school and like do their homework. And I always did my homework. And I mean, did my homework. I would just fuck around like all, all the time and blast music in the library and all this shit out of everyone. Um, but he liked me. He thought I was really funny. And we had this agreement was I could show him my comedy bits at my age. However, um, if they were bad, he would send me upstairs to daycare and kick me out of study hall. So um, the, bit, the bit went, I think Mario's just a cuck and Peach likes getting some of that Bowser dick. And he didn't like that joke. And so didn't you, not you guys. And that's why I got sent up to study hall. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm there. He's performing a little concert. And we step outside and it's him and his wife, who is, was also my first grade teacher, who in eighth grade, I shipped the whole time. I'm like, Mr. Evan, you're going to get with her. You're going to get with her. And, you know, he'd be pissed at that. And um, he comes outside and he pulls out a J. He pulls out a J and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so excited. And he's like, <coughs> dude, I was always fucking high at work. Like every time I had to deal with you, so fucking high. I'm like, oh, really? He's like, bro, why do you think I was so fucking relaxed? I'm like, oh, that makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I don't know if I should feel disappointed or proud of this fact, but he, we smoked the first J, we're passing it around, and he passes out the second J, and his wife, who was also, again, like I said, my first grade teacher, she tasks me, he's like, Max, um, Mr. Evans smokes, like, a lot of weed. Like, you should be careful. Like, I wouldn't hit this joint, and I'm like, you don't know who I am. You don't know who I am. I've grown up a lot since you last saw me. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Have a good night. Very quick. All right. We got one more comedian. Uh, give it up for Jack. Is Jack still here? Get on in here, Jack. All right. Keep it going for Jack, everybody. You got four minutes. Uh, thanks, Rafi. Thanks. Sorry, I was, I was outside. Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I was four foot eleven which means I was in the 0.05th percentile of fucking bitches and getting money. Like, everyone, no, because no girl wants to give a hand job to a dude whose dick they have to hold, like, one of those weird pencil grips we'd get in elementary school. My best shot was just going up to girls, like, who wants to practice their cursive? Answer was always no. Uh, the problem was I couldn't even come at that point. I was kind of like Alec Baldwin. I was shooting blanks until one popped out when I least expected it. They did not like that joke. That's fine. It's too soon. Uh, I'll never forget the first time I came, though. My toes were shaking. My neck got all tight. My vibrator was almost out of charge, so I didn't know what to do. The other day I said that, and a woman goes, was that yesterday? Ha, ha, ha. I was like, no, it's today. 
He liked that. That's good. I I don't like watching porn though, because I feel like porn's really unrealistic. Because like I can't go on Pornhub and find like hot one night stand sends man into deep depression. It's always something crazy. Like busty insurance agent gets gang banged by six pediatricians. Like I wasn't even pre med. I don't know what to do with that. I uh my friend started reading erotica though, because he said it's healthier, more realistic, and it depicts women in a better way. So I started reading it. And it was like the sun set over a beautiful Spanish cottage in the San Gabriel Mountains. And behind a pink checkered curtain, a busty insurance agent was getting gangbanged by six pediatricians. I was like, dude, I don't think this is any better because it's in print, man. <laughs> like a gangbang is a gangbang, whether I'm reading it in black and white, I think. All right. Uh, I think, though, that like people aren't going to stop watching porn. So I think that if we're going to keep doing it. Instead of having to watch an ad to unlock the video, men should have to answer questions about women's health and history. Like, for simple video, like stepmom bang stepson, uh, you should have to answer something like, you know, who was the most successful first lady? And that would weed out a lot of men off the bat who would just write Monica Lewinsky because they're assholes. Uh, but then for something more complicated, like, you know, stepmom bangs actual son while stepson watches, uh, then men should have to answer something that no one's going to get correct, right? Like, where is the clitoris? I don't think men would ever watch a gangbang again. I, uh, how much time do I have? Maybe this one. All right, perfect. Uh, I was really big Harry, what's up? With my bad self? <laughs> I was, I, I, I was just about to say, I'm a, I was a really big Harry Potter fan growing up. Uh, anyone else in the audience late to lose their virginity? I, uh, I, it's really hard to be a Harry Potter fan now, though, because J.K. Rowling has been in the news for being really transphobic. She said that she couldn't imagine a world where a man would ever become a woman. And that's crazy, right? Because she could imagine a magical world in which an ugly redhead dude gets to bang Emma Watson. Like, she's worried about the precedent trans athletes are setting to little girls. I'm worried about the precedent she's setting to ugly gingers all across the country. We're going to have dudes swinging way out of their station. I, uh, the re I, when I, when I was younger, I felt like if I could be like Harry Potter, if I could grow up and be a wizard, I could accomplish anything. I could do anything I put my mind to. So when I grew up and I found out I wasn't a wizard, that's when I just started doing meth. I was like, you're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. You're the boy who lived. And my doctor's like, well, not for long. Okay. I've been Jack. Keep it going for Rafi, everybody. All right. That was our last comedian. Uh, that is the end of the night, unless anyone else wants to go up and try their hand at some stand-up comedy. Any of you, you lovely ladies, either of you want to go give it a shot? Uh, okay, okay. Well, you can come back anytime you want. It's uh, free. Uh, but if you want to, you can Venmo 2 to $5 to at Mutiny Radio SF. Thank you guys for coming out. You guys have been great. Great show today. Thank you, guys. Bye. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest when the shit hits the fan. I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villa, never ran. We're comedian, everybody. I'm feeling the love part of the Hit me when I represent the F. Okay, you can sit down. That's cool. What's your What's your name, sir? I forget. I forget your name. John. All right. Well, have at it, John. I, I don't, I don't know how to control the mic like other people do, but that's I. Right. So, you know, I'm I'm walking down Mission the other day, right? 
and this motherfucker is smoking fentanyl on the street. He's got his pipe, he's got his tinfoil, and then he goes and asks me for spare change. I'm like, bitch, really? Fucking spare change so I can do your fentanyl addict shit? You're lucky there was no kids around because I would drag you out by your damn ear and pull you off the street. Give me something to work with. No, anything. Yeah, any topic. Oh, that imploded. Man, how are you going to pay like $250,000 to die? I mean, shit. I get shot at, all that kind of stuff, but I ain't going to pay $250,000 to die. But no, that was kind of funny. I was like... I, I I felt bad for the little kid that was trying to connect with his father. Yeah, y'all connected. You got imploded. You is part of each other's now. <laughs> Give me something else. Don't do Trump. He's too easy. Really? No, slaves built the pyramids. Man, they had like 100,000 people like dragging up them rocks from I don't know where from. But, yeah, nah, I'm going to go with aliens built the pyramids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you bet your ass. No, you, uh, yeah, you, you bet your ass. Man, you, you, when I was young, you used to see me climb a tree? Monkey. <laughs> nah, but the, somebody was talking about, like, uh, bears with no thumbs. I was like, yeah, I ain't got no thumbs. I got, like, four friends. And if you if you think okay, all right, let me let me explain you something. I called uh some people at where I live an acquaintance. I didn't know that was so offensive. But it, apparently it's offensive. Apparently it's offensive. Cause they're like, Yeah, you're my friend. No, we're acquaintances. Man, you like a friend on Facebook. Shit, I don't know about your life. Don't care about your life. We acquaintances. And then I had to restructure that stuff. That's kind of cute with little honking horns. Um. Yeah, no, don't call people acquaintances. It hurts their feelings. Like, I I don't give a damn about your feelings. Then I was like, okay, y'all special acquaintances. Special. Give me another topic. Fuck it. Yeah. Yep. Why do cats like computers so much? Because they come with a mouse. 
Well, thank you so much for that. That was really cool watching you try stand-up after coming supporting us all this time. So that, thank you, man. That was awesome. Uh, all right, cool. That's the end of the Mutiny uh, open mic. Thank, uh, thank everybody for coming. Appreciate the help. Uh, yeah, all right. Great night.
So 